खिलाफत के अमी हम हैं अमानत हम संभालेंगे जो नेमत छिन वी बिलीव इन इक्वेलिटी ऑफ ह्यूमन बीइंग्स इन द रूल ऑफ लॉ एंड वी आर अगेंस्ट ऑल टाइप्स ऑफ ऑपरेशन वेलकम टू द एमकेए यूएसए वाइब रन बाय मजलिस कुदामल अहमदिया यूएसए America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. We're here to share a weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected imams and wisdom from different sources. Khalifa ke labon se jo gulo jo har bikharte After this, Allah Almighty has mentioned in the Holy Quran in Uh, chapter 49 verse 13 that Allah Almighty says that oh you who believe avoid most of suspicions for suspicion in some cases is a sin and spy not nor backbite one another would any of you like to eat the flesh of his brother who is dead certainly he would loathe it and fear Allah surely Allah is after turning with compassion and is merciful in this verse of the holy quran Allah Taala describes a particular sin but also he describes a principle by which sins in general start out as a very small disease and then begin to infect us entirely and not only us entirely but our surroundings and this principle is explained by means of one sin and that is the sin of ghibat of backbiting against one another and that ghibat is a sin in action but it does not begin as a sin in action as allah taala has described in this verse of the holy quran but it begins as a thought And this is why in the beginning Allah Taala says in this verse that ijtani bu kathira min azan that abstain from zan and here zan refers to badzani which is thinking ill of others uh, when we don't know something when we don't know a situation when we don't know the circumstances or we don't know a person and we wish to fill in the gaps of our lack of knowledge then we fill in those gaps based on assumptions that we have those assumptions are based on our love for that person or our contempt for that person If we are inclined towards love for that individual then we fill in those gaps with husnizan with good assumptions and when our heart is inclined towards contempt for that person then we fill those gaps with badzanni with negative assumptions with suspicions and here Allah Taala says that abstain from such zan from such suspicion and from such inquisitiveness so this is the first step hazrat khalifatul masih rabi rahimahullah described that the root of the problem is when there is a lack of love and brotherhood and when there is a contempt and hatred that finds place in the heart of a believer for his believing brother and this leads to badzanni to suspicion and inquisitiveness after this <clears throat> when a person allows such thoughts to find place in his heart then they turn into actions they turn into the next level which is described in this verse which is tajassus and tajassus is to uh, uh, act on that suspicion and to pry into the affairs of someone else so zan began with uh, negative assumptions about someone and then becoming inquisitive not minding our own business and staying in related to those matters that concern us but taking interest and in becoming curious and inquisitive about something that does not concern us eventually and inevitably when a person allows that inquisitiveness to continue to grow in his heart he's going to act on it there's no way around it if a person doesn't address it and so that turns into prying to tajassus and this is where a person begins to act on that zan this thought is no longer a thought but it becomes an action 
And here is where we become particularly accountable before Allah Almighty. That when we allow a thought, not letting it to address and addressing that thought, we allow it to take root in our mind, that is where it becomes a sin. And then when we act on it, then it becomes even more rooted. When a person does not address the justice and continues to pry and continues to seek out information, negative information about someone else, but from a biased perspective, then he gets to the point of yagta, ghibat. And here, it's not just an action that is confined to himself, it is not just a thought that is confined to himself, but now it is an action that he spreads to others. He speaks ill of his brother behind his back. And ghibat is when we make accusations against someone else. And ghibat in its very nature is passive-aggressive. It carries a nature of cowardice within it. No matter how much a person makes claims that he is brave and he would say these same things to that person's face, but when a person gets into the habit of ghibat, of speaking behind someone else's back, naturally they become more and more bold in the assumptions, the bold statements they make against that person behind their back. And if that person were to walk into the room and hear what they are saying, then naturally they would feel embarrassed. So this boldness of speaking behind someone's back is something that naturally develops a cowardice within that person, in that he would not face that individual with the same tone and the same words that he speaks behind that person's back. So yagta bin ghibat is something that is the next stage of action where we actually spread our negative thoughts, our negative badzani, our tajassus, and start spreading information about that person. Now also what we re must remember is ghibat is not just something where we imagine is false accusations against someone. In fact, it is not false accusations at all. It is in fact true accusations. The Holy Prophet ﷺ was asked about this and he said that ghibat is when you say something negative about your brother which in fact is true. If it is false, then that is a buhtan, that is a false allegation against that person. But ghibat is when we speak negatively about someone in something that is true. So ghibat is not, does not have to do with the truth of a statement. It has to do with us taking pleasure in describing the negative qualities of an individual. It's true that that person may have some negative qualities. They may have done something wrong. All of those things might be true. But the fact that we took pleasure in mentioning them behind his back is <clears throat> a type of assassination of character. Because we went out of our way to bring those things up. Allah Ta'ala might have done sattari and covered up that person's mistake, but we made sure to uncover those mistakes. So this is something that is more a point of concern for ourselves because of the tirbiyati issues that it raises within ourselves, because of the way that it opens us up ourselves for becoming the object of the anger of Allah Almighty. Because if we do not cover up the mistakes of others, then Allah Almighty would not cover up our mistakes either. And when those mistakes are exposed by Allah Almighty, then there is nothing left of us. Allah Ta'ala describes ghibat with the words of Yakula Lakhma Akhihi in this verse that it is so repulsive that it is like eating the flesh of our own brother. Now this analogy carries many wisdoms in it. Hazrat Khalifat al-Masih al described that an animal that eats the flesh of a human being begins to develop a taste for it. It is very difficult to break that habit to the point that that animal is considered hopeless as far as reformation goes. It has to be put down, it has to be killed. Otherwise it's a danger to itself and to society. So this is also an analogy for those people who develop the habit of ghibat. That once they develop the pleasure in putting other people down in their majlis, they develop a taste that is very hard to break. And they only find pleasure in eating of that meat. An animal that has spent its life and for generations has eaten a certain type of meat, if it becomes a man-eating lion, then it'll forget all of those generations of the eating of that meat that they ate. It's gazelles, it's zebras, whatever it was. And it will enjoy the eating of human flesh. 
So similarly, a human being who allows himself to fall into ghibat, it doesn't matter how many generations of sharafat went before him, how good his life was before, if he allows himself to fall into this, the pleasure he finds in putting down his brother and eating the meat of his brother behind his back will become an addiction. It becomes very difficult to break. Then also, this uh, analogy shows us the way that it, our tastes are spoiled as well. And this is the last stage by which sin infects us. And that is that it infects our entire surroundings. When our tastes become spoiled, when we no longer enjoy healthy food, then we have to surround ourselves with people who also suffer from a similar disease. For example, if you look in our society, there's a love for alcohol and eating pork. Many people can't imagine having a barbecue without alcohol and pork. If we were to invite them to one of our own barbecues, they would find it boring. They would find it dry and meaningless. There's not even any beer or alcohol here. There's no pork. What are you guys even doing? So this is a similar thing that happens to a person who develops the habit of ghibat when he goes into a majlis of shurafa, where ghibat is looked down upon. And there is only that which is halal on the menu. They find that majlis to be boring. They find that conversation to be empty. And they seek out people who are of a similar disposition as themselves. So the last stage here is that a person begins to replace their friends. A person who is an alcoholic doesn't coincidentally find himself friends with only other people who love alcohol. There's a gravitation that is there. So also a person whose tastes are spoiled, he gravitates towards people whose tastes are also spoiled. And this is the way that something that began as a thought, a disease, a single bacteria of disease within ourselves that was a zan, but zanni, if not addressed, turns into something that infects our entire surroundings and our majlis and our friends are replaced and are influenced and the decisions are made influenced based on that disease. Now when we look and we do a muhasaba of ourselves, we can see what is the nature of our majalis. When we are in a position of comfort, when we are in betakalluf, when we are with people who we are comfortable with, then what is on the menu in those meetings? What is the pleasure of the conversation? If that conversation is something that is centered around these types of things, about making ourselves feel better by putting other people down, by doing ghibat about others, whether those things are true or not, but discussing the faults of other people, the legitimate faults of other people. And of course, when a person discusses the legitimate faults, and when he does so based on badzani, he's going to wander into buhtan as well. He's going to make false allegations and assumptions about that person as well. And we can analyze whether our majalis, our majalis of our comfort, of our choosing, our betakalfi, of informality, our majalis, that where the menu is filled with ghibat and the flesh of our human brothers, or if it is filled with that which is halal and that which is permissible. So this verse of the Holy Qur'an gives an example of a particular sin, but then it teaches us the principle of how a person progresses in that sin if it is left unaddressed, and how it is that that sin or that disease starts off as a very small thing and progresses to something that becomes very serious, and then affects the generations that come in the future as well. The children who are raised in a home where the main subject of conversation is ghibat, when the family gets together, when the friend gets together, then naturally it leaves an effect on the children. Those children then have a negative impression of the society around them, of many people around them. They develop an inclination and a taste like this as well. They have a negative uh, outlook on many aspects of life. So with these points, and on how we can learn and benefit from the tirbiyat that the Holy Qur'an has taught us, we can keep in mind to not just keep our majalis pure, but the Holy Qur'an has taught us a principle of how to address the issue at its very first stage. The Holy Qur'an teaches prevention. The Holy Qur'an teaches the addressing of a disease at its very first stage. Not that when we're already terminally ill, then we should think of how we can address it. But the Qur'an teaches us how to prevent 
It teaches us how to turn the clock back and how to turn it back according to the process by which we allowed that process to begin and how to live a pure life that is not just conducive to happiness within ourselves but happiness for ourselves as a society and a jamaat and as a people together. So may Allah Almighty help us to develop these qualities which the Holy Quran has described and to purify ourselves of negative qualities. You've been listening to the MKA Vibe by Majlis Qudamal Ahmadiyya USA, America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. Subscribe to get more of our weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected Imams and wisdom from different sources. Tweet us your ideas and thoughts at Muslim Youth USA. Some <laughs>